We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Brian Mazarowski here with you for the next hour. Jim uh, was just looking at me like an idiot. I was uh, standing by the space heater warming up for the show. Some people do vocal exercises. I uh, huddle around the can, space heater. Uh, for your 10 o'clock. Good morning. Uh, thanks for being with me. Brian Mazeroski here for the next hour. And you can uh, reach me, 803-0930 this morning. Hope everyone's having a good day today. A little bit of a cool off. It was just too hot over the past couple of days. So enjoying that. And it's not just me. <clears throat> I said this earlier. I have a family in the, who live in Atlanta now. And uh, I saw them yesterday. Even they were saying, too hot. <laughs> too hot in the heat so it's not just me com- and if they're complaining i'm allowed to complain since i live here anyways uh thanks for hanging out we've got lots of uh, projects to talk about all around western new york and we've been talking about them this morning had on uh, town supervisors in amherst and tonawanda to you know, look a little bit more in depth into some of the road projects that are going on around Western New York. Um, and there's lots of them. Last week, we talked about a forest in the city, and they're adding bike lanes there, right? There, the uh, bicyclists repainted the line in the road, and it's all squiggly. It looks like uh, I did it, you know, on the back of a bike. Uh, I think they took a bike. They were riding... Uh, Schwinn or a Huffy down the center of the road with the uh, dual striped uh, rollers hanging off the back of it and uh, that's why it's uh, <laughs> going all over the place uh, but they're uh, totally going to repaint, uh, redesign forest and add bike lanes to the side Town of Tonawanda this morning we talked with Joe Eminger about some of their projects and it's not just on Parker Boulevard But all around, they're trying to add some more bike lanes. You know, you look at some of the drawings of what Parker is going to look like around the roundabouts. It's not just the roundabouts. It's adding a little bit more space for pedestrians to cross. You know, you look at Parker Boulevard. You travel down Parker. It's like big enough for it's weird. It's one of those roads where everyone gets confused And those roads just, oh, they uh, drive me up a wall. Uh, Because I know what to do. No one else does. (laughs) That's, I'm sure everyone else is saying the same thing. But Parker, it's big enough for like three cars. And I'm thinking like much of it, I feel like it doesn't really have a center lane or anything. So on parts of it, there's cars parked on the side. Well, they're going to add, it's going to be pretty clear where cars are going to be parked. 
And then next to that, you're going to have a bike lane and then two well-defined lanes going each way leading up to these roundabouts that they're putting in. And those bike lanes are, it looks like that's going to carry on both sides, by the way, not just one bike lane on one side, but both sides of Parker are going to have this new bike lane that's being added there. And it's not, and by the way, uh, Delaware, the, my, the worst of these roads where there's no lines and, uh, or maybe there's just one center line, but the road is kind of big enough and no one knows what to do is Delaware Street. When Delaware Avenue turns into Delaware Street in the city of Tonawanda and you drive down there and there's a sign. And if you know what the road signs mean, the sign shows that the two lanes of Delaware Avenue merge into one. And then people park along the road on Delaware Street. It's one road, but it's an extra wide road. And you know what you can do when someone's making a left-hand turn? You can go around them because it's one lane, but people still try and treat it like it's two lanes. Drives me up a wall when someone's driving alongside you and I'm just sitting there behind the car screaming it's one lane it's one lane so i will purposefully drive in the middle of that to stop people from doing it and somebody listening <laughs> somebody listening is going to be one of those people who i've been driving in front of saying no it's the other way around but no i'm i'm right on this one i swear i am that's what everyone sounds like um but anyway i have to be honest uh because that's what i like to be honest with you up front when uh, talking about all these road reconstruction stories, I'm happy to see it. I hate driving on bad roads. I never complained about the construction because I know what's going to happen after. Uh, Twin Cities just did this. Twin Cities Highway from about DeGraff all the way to Erie Avenue. Nice, brand new, paved road. It's a joy to drive on. You're not dodging potholes or anything like that. So I love when the road is redone. But... In the sake of honesty, when I talk about these stories, and uh, this is what I'm feeling about it, and I want to be clear before I say this, that this is nothing personal. It's nothing to the people. And I'm looking at you, Jim, when I say this, because this is, you're, you're going to be hurt by these words. But this is nothing personal. This is just how I feel when I'm driving on these new roads. I don't get personal about it. I'm just trying to express how I feel about it. And I think a lot of people are going to be nodding their heads. Because I have no problem with anyone who rides a bike. And I think it's great that people ride a bike. It's great to stay active like that. You don't have to use gas that we're paying you know, out the wazoo for. If you can do that, good for you. And I'm happy for you. But I think I'm. a lot of people are going to agree with me. When I'm behind the wheel of my car, I hate bicyclists. I hate them. Hate. I can't stand coming up on them. I don't like when I see him in the street. I get annoyed when I get annoyed when I see him just about anywhere. I hate cyclists. I have to, like I said, nothing personal. I I don't dislike you, the person riding the bike. I just hate that there is a bicyclist on the road. 
Can't stand it. And that's in all situations. It's on a busy road. It's on Niagara Falls Boulevard. It's on Sheridan Drive. It's down in the city on Niagara Street, even if there's a nice bike lane. It's even on side streets. Side streets. You have cars parked on the side of the streets. And then you see a bike ahead of you. And what's the first thing that you're thinking when you see that bicyclist in the road? First thing you're thinking. I know the first thing I'm thinking is, that's the first thing I'm thinking because, all right, now what's going to happen here? Now I'm going to have to give this uh, bicyclist enough space, which means I'm going to have to basically drive on the other side of the road because there's parked cars and then there's the bicyclists. And then I'm going to have to go, oh, and here's another car coming. So now what? I'm going to have to slow down to five miles an hour behind the person on the bike. We're all going to have to do this dance. Oh, wait, we're all at a four-way stop. We're at a stop sign, so we're all stopping. And I don't know what the person on the bike is going to do because half the time they stop and they follow the rules of the road. And half the time we stop and that person keeps on going. And either way, it's a lose-lose if you're behind the wheel of the car because – If the person stops and keeps going, then you're stuck behind them and you don't know what to do. If the person keeps going and you stop, well, guess what? You're just going to meet up with them in another 15 seconds and play this whole song and dance over again. So I hate when I'm driving when I see someone riding a bike on the road. And then you're always worried about what could happen. I've seen people on a bike on the road fall down. And then what do you do? You got to make sure you're ready to slam on the brakes. That's why I want to stay as far away from them as possible. I hate them. I, you know what? It's, it's not even when I'm just in the car. I like to run around the Tonawandas, uh, up and down the bridges, uh, going around the city of Tonawanda, North Tonawanda, Main Street and Webster and all those areas. And sometimes she'll be on the bridge. And then there's someone riding a bike on the sidewalk. And I'm trying to run around here. It's like, no, you're supposed to be on the street. Even though if you were on the street and I was on the street too, I'd be complaining and say, just get on the sidewalk or something. No matter where you are, if you're sharing the same road, path, whatever, as me, I don't like it. And, oh, here's another thing. You're down on a bike path. And, yes, I know it's called a bike path for a reason. That's exactly where... We want people on bicycles to be, on the bike path, away from that. But they're still oh, just the worst, Jimmy. I'm looking right at you. I'm, I'm sorry you're my punching bag this morning. Because Jim, Jim rides his bike into work. Jim just rode his bike all across New York State. Sorry. But, oh, it's just the worst on the bike path. You ever go down uh, by the river on the bike path there? Mississippi Muds, Old Man River. There's the nice little band shell. Great park. I mean, when the geese aren't messing it up, it's a great park. But a great park, great to walk. There's a lot of kids in the area. You're right by the water, a lot of green space to go around and play catch. And then whoosh, here comes Lance Armstrong, pretending he's in the Tour de France in his tight clothing with uh, you-know-what's sticking out of the back. 20 miles an hour down the bike path as there's little kids uh, you know, walking around playing in the park. There's people walking all over the place because there always is, but no one ever wants to slow down. It just get. I've seen people on bicycles run over little kids <laughs> who are just trying to walk down the street or you know learn how to ride a scooter. 
But no, we got to treat it like it's uh, Tour de France. You're wearing the yellow jersey. And you're uh, going down there. And I can't say it. You always got to keep your head on a swivel. It's like, I mean, it's just as dangerous as crossing Niagara Falls Boulevard by Willow Ridge. Crossing that bike path. And then I'll hear people, again, it's not personal. I like people who ride bikes. But I'll hear them talk, you know, the bike people, when they're not on their bikes and complain about the people who are in their way while they're speeding around on their bikes. You know. But, listen, I can't stand it. I can't stand it. What about you? 803-0930. I have to be honest with you. It's nothing personal. It's nothing about you. It's just that if chances are, and may, this has a little bit of something to do with me. I'm just, I'm not a, an avid cyclist myself. You know, I like riding a bike fine, but it's not something I do all the time. Maybe I'd have a different perspective if I was on a bike all the time, but I'm not. But nothing personal, just no. That generally speaking, if I'm out running, if I'm out driving, if I'm in a park playing near a, a bike path, if I'm, I might be running on some of those bike paths. They put them over the rails and everything. And if you are on a bike, there's a good chance I hate you in that moment. Because it, you're always an inconvenience to everybody else. All the drivers don't like you. The people playing don't like you. The people running don't like you. How does it feel? So why do you keep doing it? And I don't and this is why I go back and forth on these bike lanes. And what do you think about these bike lanes from the cyclist perspective and from a driver's perspective? 8030930. Because on one hand, I'm thinking, okay, you know, we keep them in their lane, literally. We make a special lane for the bicyclists to go on. And they're there, and you know where they are, and they should know what to do, and they're not a bother anymore. Or is it just a little more work on your part to try and figure out exactly how you're supposed to navigate these bike lanes? Because I I don't get it most of the time. You are merging onto Niagara Street, going off the 190, uh, 190 South, going off onto Niagara Street, and you're uh, going right off the exit. There's that bike lane right there. Now, you go into the lane, and the lane will take you so you don't cross the bike lane, but... That lane wants you to immediately make a right-hand turn. No one wants to make a right-hand turn down, I think you're going to apartments, unless you live there. So then, I mean, you got to cross over this bike lane that I don't think it has, like, dotted lines. Am I supposed to cross over? Am I going to get a ticket for crossing over it? Am I going to hit someone that I don't see? How fast is the person on a bike going? Are they, like me, leisurely riding along? Or... Are they like uh, Jimmy behind the glass who's uh, trying to beat his record pace for the day? I don't know. 20 miles an hour or two? On 
Sweet Home Road, as you're approaching Maple, right uh, on the intersection closest to our studio right here, there's a bike lane. And the bike lane's fine. It's on the side of the road for most of Sweet Home. But then it opens up, and you have a turning lane to make a right onto Maple. And you have to cut through the bike lane. I mean, who has the right of way there? Am I making a dead stop in traffic to make sure the biker in my blind spot is, you know, going forward first? What do we do there? And consider this in Buffalo where you once had on Main Street in between Goodell and the 33 a four-lane road, two lanes in each direction. Well, now it's going to be one lane in each direction, a center turn lane, which I, I don't think I mind that much. I think that you know kind of keeps everyone in line, gives you a clearer picture of exactly what to do. But you're limiting the amount of lanes for cars – to accommodate two bike lanes on each path or on each side. Do we really need to do that in Buffalo? If you ride your bike, are you riding all winter long? 803-0930, let's start on the phones. uh, Debbie in Clarence. All right, Debbie, uh, what do you think? When you see someone on a bicycle, what's going through your head? Uh, Many, many things. I I live in... Clarence on off of Main Street um, through the new corridor they have out here. And they put in one lanes on each side, a turning lane, and two bike lanes on each lane and sidewalks. And I've seen a lot of things happen with people on bikes trying to go the right of way when the lights are green but out here they have white turns on reds and I saw people get hit on their bikes when they went they were coming west through the green lights and people were making right on reds right in front of them didn't even look they don't even look Debbie, so I find I find they are very dangerous. Debbie, thanks for the call. Thanks for listening. And it's this we've talked to uh, the Go Bike people. We've had them in the studio. Nice guys. We've had them in studio before. Again, nothing personal. Uh, but it's the, one of the things that annoys me the most about uh, cyclists is all right. You're in the road. If you're in the road. And you want to ride your bike in the road. All right, you follow the rules of the road. You don't follow the rules of the road and then say, which I've heard them say, well, at a stop sign, we don't really have to stop. We can just kind of roll through. No, that's not how it works. You're either following the rules or you're not. Jill, you're on WBEN. All right, Jill, what, uh, what do you say? So I ride my bike, but I also, and I'm not going to use the strong word of hate, I'm very cyclists that are, I live in the Boston Hills, so very hilly, obviously, Boston Hills, um, and you can't see the cyclists, and they don't seem to really pay attention to somebody coming up behind them, and they'll be halfway over the road, and you're going over a hill, you don't know if somebody's coming the other way, so to me, that's very dangerous. I literally take my bike into the village of Hamburg to ride it, so I feel a little safer, although you don't like those people either, but that's okay. Um, but, I, you know, and I follow the rules, stop at the stop signs, definitely. Um, but I, I have both, I see both sides of it. 
definitely see both sides. I think you shouldn't be so paranoid, though, about those people on the side streets. They're probably okay. Uh, all right, Jill, thanks for the call. <laughs> now, uh, you mentioned, you know, yeah, I don't, I, I admit a lot of this is a me problem, you know. The people on bikes have every, you know, right to the road, just like I do. I just hate it. And I will give the cyclists some credit that whenever they talk, it seems like the end goal, but it's kind of unrealistic, is to make um, basically a separate area. They don't want to be on the street at all, and they don't want to be on the sidewalk. But, you know, that being said, what do they want? A whole separate road system just for the bicycles. I mean, would you like me to enclose the entire road system, too, because we live in Buffalo? But what do you think? I, you know, again, nothing personal. Jimmy, I'm sorry, but every time I see a bike in the road, I just, uh, it's it ups the anxiety level in the car 100%. 803-0930 to join me. Brian Mazarowski here on WBE. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseballs and boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. All right, that's right. It is Brian Mazarowski here on WBEN, hanging out with you uh, until about 10 o'clock or so. And look, I'm just being honest with you. I see all these stories about new road projects, what they're going to look like. All of them include some sort of bike lane or something like that. It's all making it better for bicyclists. And listen, I'm just telling the truth. It's nothing personal. I like granola too. But I, ju- I just hate bikes. I just hate bicyclists on the road. I hate it when I see I, it. Ju- it's always a hassle. So what about you? 803-0930. Am I being outrageous? Am I, uh, is this too much? I feel like most of you kind of feel the same way, too. If you're behind the wheel, you see a bike. You, you, it's going through your head. 803-0930. We'll go to the phone to Jamie and Clarence. Uh, Jamie, is this uh, Jamie Dussing? Yes, it is, Brian. Good morning. Hey, good morning. How's it going? Great, great. Uh, great topic. I, I love to talk roads and uh, bicycles. Uh, as much as I support the cause, are uh, somewhat of a problem in the town of Clarence so, uh, and are- have been for, for many years. Uh, 
on the bike paths and and the roads like you're discussing. All right, when you say problems, what exactly do you mean? My biggest problem is that there seems to be no real rules regarding bikes. Now, it, there's the rules of the road for when you're in your car, but when you're on a bike, everyone seems to follow something different. Well, to my knowledge, the rules of the road are the same for bicyclists as they are for uh, motorists. Uh, the traffic control devices still need to be adhered to. Uh, I, I don't think speed limits come into play, but uh, certainly the rules, the general rules of the road that we all learn in driver's ed when we're 16 or 17 years old come into play for bicyclists. And the majority of the bicyclists that I see on the road on a day-to-day basis are very mature individuals that look like they should know better. Uh, but from what I have seen, and, and certainly within the last 24 hours, uh, maintain an utter disregard for uh, traffic control devices. They don't stop at stop signs in order to keep in the pack that they're traveling with. And it's very frustrating. I deal with many phone calls on a daily basis uh, even one for my own father, who who likes to walk the bike trails in the town of Clarence uh, and listen to WBN on his uh, 1985 Walkman, uh, but he has bicyclists blow by him at a high rate of speed, basically cross training on a recreation trail uh, slash bike path that we have in the town of Clarence. It, it's a problem. I like that Walkman store. My phone, what like after three years. Nothing but uh, the Walkman from the 80s will still work. I, I, I like what you're saying there. Even though it's a, you know, quote-unquote bike path, there does have to be some common sense there, right? I, I mean, you're not Lance Armstrong. Correct. Uh, like I said, I, I think it's it's uh, some level of cross-training uh, in many cases. Uh, there's a lot of bicycle clubs um, that I've even been on their rides. I've been involved with the Ride for Roswell. Uh, I know on Saturday mornings in Clarence, we have a market ride um, group that that really does, you know, they have a team leader and they, they stop at, at stop signs and they do a good job. I'm not against bicyclists. I just think that we all need to adhere to the rules that are put forth um, and uh, for the safety of everybody. And it's not right to for them to harass people on the bike path and they should be stopping at stop signs. Because I think that, obviously, when there is an accident between a bicycle and a car, I think, A, the bicyclist is going to lose, and B, uh, you know, the car is probably going to be at fault. And uh, it's very frustrating. People call, and they say we need to put a, a speed limit on the bike. We need to paint lines down the bike path. You know, you just can't legislate common sense that these people should be using, and they're not. Yeah. Hey, Jamie, thanks for the call uh, and thanks for the listen from a guy who knows a few things, uh, Jamie Dussing, out in uh, Clarence, talking about uh, the bike path and uh, the streets, too, over there, highway superintendent there. Uh, You know, when it comes to the common sense, I I mentioned in the area of the bike path in Tonawanda by the river. And uh, you're right there, Mississippi Muds, Old Man River right there. It's a very crowded area. There's the park. They have events going on. There's a lot of little kids playing now i was talking with jimmy about this it's a very popular area for bikes to ride through it's part of a much larger bike path throughout western new york but when i drive down river road in that area i I mean as soon as i'm hitting the police station you know if i'm coming from that direction coming from uh you know nt and 
where the two towns meet, the Canal Fest area. As soon as I hit that area, I'm slowing down because I know that there's going to be kids, families, anybody crossing the street. I know that it's a congested area. There's a lot to watch out for. There's bikes, there's parked cars, there's people trying to open doors, things like that. I know there's so I go slower in that area. I just would expect the same from the people on the bike path. Just, hey, a little common sense here. You're going into an area that has a lot of people around there. Very likely you're going to come across people going back and forth, running across the bike path because it's in the middle of a very busy park. Why don't we slow it down in this area? Not try and set the land speed record. Paul is in North Tonawanda. I'm sure you know the area I'm talking about. Oh, yes. Um, I got a couple of things that, um, like, I run up Niagara Street to the bike path up there, right? Um, basically, we have a lot of parked cars on Niagara Street. They, they, they pretty much force the, the bike rider to, to get it into the other, farther lane. So now you could get whacked by a car, or you could make an attempt to ride the sidewalks. The sidewalks are all chewed up. They're all broke. I, I'm, I'm wondering if... Down the road, maybe we could change these sidewalks to make them into bike paths. If you have a narrow um, road and you have to ride on a narrow road, maybe we just have parking on one side and not on both sides. There's an idea. I, I don't hate that idea, Paul, parking on one side and not both sides. You mentioned turn the sidewalk into a bike path. I, well, where do people who walk and run go? You can walk on a bike path and you can run on a bike path. These sidewalks are all chewed up. They're all broken half the time. Um, people walk in the streets because they don't want to walk on the sidewalks because they're messed up. I got another issue with these yield signs everywhere. They're a waste of taxpayer money. Get real stop signs out there instead of these yield signs. I almost got run over a couple times by people not yielding to the yield signs. If you have a stop sign at these different areas like over by... Um, Sweeney there, um, there's a couple areas, they all got these yield signs. They don't mean much at all because people blow through them like crazy. I, I wonder what you think about that. Paul, I would agree with you on that. And like I said, look, not 100% of what I say is going to be right. <laughs> and for sure. And people there's behind one. the wheel are not always in the right on this. Um, you know, there's a lot of cars who just don't know what yield means. I talked about this last week. Right now, uh, treat a, a broken traffic light like a four-way stop. Well, first you're going to have to re-explain to people what to do at a four-way stop because no one seems to know that either. So it's not like people behind cars are, are completely innocent on this. It's just, what do you do about the, oh, those annoying bikes? Sorry. I, look, I, I like you. I admire you if you're riding a bike. I wish I could do it to work every day. Getting the exercise in, uh, you know, back and forth, saving money on gas. I I want that to be me someday, but when I'm behind the wheel, oh, yeah, just the worst. Um, someone on our text board: When's the last time you ever saw a policeman pull over a bicyclist for a traffic infraction? They say never. Well, let me direct you north of the border to this story from over the weekend: a police officer in the Toronto High Park area was doing their job ticketing cyclists for not following traffic rules. But guess what? 
I'm not sure that this is going to happen ever again because that person who was handing out tickets to cyclists for not following traffic rules, the Toronto police officer in their police car, ended up hitting a cyclist in the bike lane. So, yeah, I think that's the end of that. Happened about a week ago at High Park outside of the Toronto area up north of the border in Canada. Uh, Let's go over to Shane. Shane, you're on WBEN. All right, Uh, what do you think? When you see a person on a bicycle in the middle of the road. Thunder with your intro, because I was going to say the enforcement. Uh, Just like like you have mentioned earlier, when the bicyclist, I got a green light, I'm going straight, and it's actually on Parker. I'm glad they're going to have those uh, four ways or the roundabouts come in, because this turned into like a highway darn near. But yeah, the, the bicyclists do not stop when they have a red light. I, I totally agree with what you're saying. And I ride a bike too. And I have the bike path like four doors down from where I live. And I get a lot of bike traffic. I'm all for the bikes. I think it's a great exercise. I just don't think that the people riding the bikes are informed about the laws. They don't know the laws. I, I you know, and the ticketing thing would be, hey, give me your license. How are you going to ticket people? I just don't think there's enforcement. And that's why we have the problems that are, are coming about. There's no sort of, and you say you can't regulate everything, that's fine. But maybe during our license test or whenever we get our license, we at least go over some of those things. Yeah, I understand people aren't going to know what to do at four-way stops, as you remembered, but we could put the information out there, maybe on these slow rolls. I think when people go on the slow rolls as well, you just have, everyone has to yield to you like you're a parade. But the people who only go on them and then they go out in public think that those are the rules when they're driving, riding their bikes in the public. So, you know, the people are out there and putting on different bike theme things. If they could go over like the rules, that would probably be, hey, this is what we're doing now, but in the future when you're riding your bike on the road, any type of education for the bike riders I think is beneficial. And just like when we're, we're car drivers and there's motorcycles on the road, we have to be extra aware as a driver of a car that people don't always follow the rules. You know, it's like the little kids running out. It's, it's tough, but yeah. Yeah. Hey, Shane, appreciate the call, like the and I agree, you know, People driving cars don't know the rules of the road, and they have to take a class. So, you know, am I going to expect everyone on a bike on the street or a bike path or wherever you might be to know the rules when, you know, who's teaching it to you? You Where do you see it? So, hey, I agree with the point, Shane. On our text board, someone's saying in Montreal, almost a million bicyclists, and they have no issues, according to the text board. I highly doubt they have no issues. But I wouldn't be surprised if it is not an issue like it is here. I, there's something about, I, I feel like it's a uniquely us thing. Like just n- nobody knows what they're doing on the road, no matter uh, what type of vehicle you're in. You ever go down to Mexico and uh, drive or ride in the passenger seat there? There's like a bajillion cars on the road. They're all going like 90 miles an hour and no one hits anybody. Like that's the way you should drive. Can never do that here. Diane in Lockport, now you're on WBEN. How's it going this morning, Diane? Uh, oh, great. Thanks. Uh-oh. I hope I didn't do that. Diane, if you're uh, still listening, 
call back. We lost you there. We'll go to Drew. Drew in Lackawanna. All right, Drew. Uh, you see a bike on the road. You're behind the wheel. What's going through your head? Well, I grew up. So first and foremost, I, I grew up in Lackawanna, and and my whole life, like childhood, uh, we drove on the, we drove on the sidewalk. We were never taught to drive on the road, and um, you know whatever the, you know you see these guys weaving in and out of traffic, and it's like it's it, that was never even thought of. And you still with me, Drew? You still with me, Drew? All right. Well, something happened there. Some bad phone luck over here. No, I just, I, look, look, I'm being honest here. I see it. And I told you what goes, it, and it doesn't matter. It could be on a busy road. It could be on a fast road, a slow road. It could be on a side street. Side streets, I think, are the worst. We have a bunch of stop signs. You're only going like 30 miles an hour. But say you have cars parked on both sides of the road. Someone riding a bike. And you got two cars about to come. What's and then it's this whole song and dance. <laughs> Just not a fan. All right, Rob in Lockport. Rob, you uh, see that bike? You're behind the wheel. What's going through your head? Uh, I'm going to talk about being on a Lockport bike path, and your phone the, the phone's cutting out. It's not mine. You must be. Uh, so I'll talk Don't doubt real that, quick. Rob. I when I well, I'm out for exercise. Uh, I'm going 15 miles an hour on the bike, but I'm careful. Uh, and I walk. I got home. I'm real handy at making things. I was going to put a uh, rearview mirror on my bike because somebody coming up behind you, you you don't always stay in the le- in the right lane, and that could hurt you. And then so what happened? I didn't get the right size mirror, and next day I'm walking. And this guy comes flying by me, and I I yelled at him. I says, geez, thank you for letting me know you were coming up behind me. All the bikers have to do on the canal walk or anywhere on a bike path is just say, I'm coming up on your left, but they don't always do it. You know, hey, you know, you you get hit by a bike at 15 miles an hour, it's going to hurt for a while. Rob, can I add something to that? Yeah. If you're on a bike, you need to. Slow down just a little bit. You can't expect to say that and keep your speed. Right, yeah. I I mean, I I think that's a simple ask, and thanks for the call. I think that's pretty simple. We'll go to Chapman. You're on WBEN. All right. Um, What do you think? Uh, You're out in Lancaster. You got some bike lanes there. Yeah, well, uh, it seems that they wanted to jump on board with this whole obsession with uh, bike lanes and all that because we do have our bike paths that go through the um, like through the wooded areas and all that, but um, that wasn't enough. They ended up having to go and take a perfectly good thoroughfare that gets really busy in the mornings uh, when everyone's on the way to school or um, uh, school or work or whatever. Everything goes smoothly. And then um, they ended up going and taking it, uh, made it one lane in each direction, put a, a, bit, a double wide bike lane on each side. And on the one side, they took um, another section of the lane and just made it uh, neutral space. So they wasted about a good uh, a three or four foot wide section of the street there that's not used for anything. And that's what they ended up uh, doing with Central Avenue between Walden and Broadway. Yeah, and you know what? It's not just in Lancaster. Thanks for the call. You see it everywhere. I mean, the the bike lanes are being added. 
anytime there's a new street project and it's in, you know, we were talking about today, uh, Buffalo, we were talking about last week, Forest, uh, adding these bike lanes. Uh, we were talking about Main Street today. And they're adding bike lanes. Here's the thing about this Main Street between Goodell and the 33. Um, I, I haven't seen the photo of what it's going to look like, but according to the congressman, Brian Higgins, he said it will include raised cycle tracks for bike travel. So maybe that's exactly what you need. You know, you redo this road and a raised cycle track. What does that mean? I don't know. I can't see it right now. But does that keep them off the road? I hope so. I mean, that would be nice. Uh, but, you know, Parker Boulevard and Tonawanda, these uh, bike paths that go right along the side of the road. And I will say this. You know, I said my share about the bicyclists this morning. Don't like them. Sorry. I like you. I just not when you're on a bike. But I will say this, they add all these bike lanes, and you know what the good thing is? I mean, at least there's not a person on a bicycle in the bike lane. I mean, come on, when's the last time you've seen a person on a bike in the bike lane? <laughs> you never see it. It's like every once in a while, there's like three months out of the year, you have to worry about people on their bikes in certain areas of western New York, and you know where they are. But generally speaking, you never see anybody on a bike. Most areas of Western New York, between the months of November and March. You see anyone using these bike lanes? I don't. So, yeah, you don't have to worry about it. So, there's a silver lining of everything. We make Bike lanes might act as, actually as a bike deterrent because, uh, you know, you never see anybody really on them. Uh, you know, thanks for letting me vent. Like I said, I'm honest. If you are uh, on a bicycle right now, listen, I I love you. I admire you. I wish it was me on the bike. They won't let me take the bike on the 290. It would take a... Actually, it probably wouldn't be that long for me to ride a bike into work. Take it down uh, Maple into here. It wouldn't be that bad, maybe. But... Man, there's, there's got to be a better way to share the road. If you think of it, let me know. I'll be back here tomorrow. Brian Mazurowski on WBEN. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. 
Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.